Time for the wheel nerds. Uh, wait, hold on. Uh, son of a bitch. Come on, you. Hi, and welcome to Wheel Nerds. This is episode 130. I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. We're going to be talking about motorcycles. And I'm still not riding an EBR bike. Yeah, what what the hell, dude? <clears throat> I was really disappointed. I came with my helmet and stuff. I was all ready to st- borrow it. Uh-huh. Yeah. I had a crowbar to get into your garage and everything. Uh-huh. uh-huh. That's why you were standing out there eating yogurt? Maybe. <laughs> I got fish just frozen froyo. Might, might also be because there's a froyo place near your house and you can put as much candy on it as you want. I'm going to steal that bike in a minute. That's like a fat guy's dream. <laughs> Unfortunately, I got peanut butter yogurt, so I have to wash my face and hands really well before I go home. <laughs> You're in there, and they're like, sir, 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 sir. Oh, they don't care. You weigh it. <laughs> <laughs> well, normal people, they wouldn't care. They just find it creepy that some random dude walks in, loads up a bowl, and walks back out after <laughs> dropping a fiber. Uh, yeah, so, you know, I was supposed to go to San Diego this weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, 23 hours to the flight, an hour after check-in commences. Mm-hmm. My girlfriend tells me, I'm going to Instacare. Oh, dear. And I was like, why? And she's like, well, you know, my stomach's been upset. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's all right. What's going on? She's like, it's been like this for a week, and there's other GI stuff happening. So she goes to the Instacare. I'm like, all right. I smell a punch. Okay. Um, calls me back, and she's like, they're panicking here and wondering if they should send me to the emergency room. Oh, <laughs> I was like, yes, what, what? And she tells me that they, her white blood cell counts are all very elevated. Oh, dear. The stool sample they required said things. Mm, great. Um, yeah. So you're like, hmm, there goes San Diego. Yeah, I was just like, well, what are we going to do? And she's like, well, they, they uh, want me to go see a GI specialist as soon as I can. And the appointment is an hour after takeoff tomorrow. <laughs> so at that point I was just like I love you baby I feel really bad I'll see you when I get back there's not a lot I can do for you right no, now no I, I didn't do that <laughs> I said okay no problem you're you're feeling this is you're feeling bad we'll just cancel bag trip. it yeah bag trip so yeah God doesn't want me to get one of these bikes <laughs> no no I wonder what's gonna happen next time I don't know worst thing about this whole experience because I, I call up uh, Expedia to cancel my flight. Mm-hmm. And they're like, okay, Delta's going to issue you a, a credit voucher. Mm-hmm. I paid $460 for these tickets. Mm-hmm. I get a credit voucher for $460. That's not Okay, cool. With a use fee. Use fee. Okay. Of $400. What? <laughs> yeah. Um, what? Yeah, it, they. I, it would have been easier if they had just been like, "Hey, you know what? It's get stuffed. You get stuffed. It's too late." But no, they're like, "Here, here's oh, a yeah. Yeah. here's a voucher. You get your hopes up uh-huh. and then crush them." Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's fantastic. It's like they just came by and rammed their fist straight up my ass as far as they could with no spit at all. Just kicked you right in the balls as hard as they could manage uh-huh. and whispered in my ear, "You're going to like this." Oh, God. It was horrible. Sucks. It's like, that's the worst part. I mean, the hotel, the car, and everything. Well, the, the hotel, they wanted a doctor's note. Sure, okay. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, all right, whatever. But they were fine with refunding. Sure, okay. Car, they don't care. Yeah, they Yeah, Delta. Shirts. I'm sure that seat was probably, like, oversold anyways. That flight yeah, to San yeah. Diego. So there were already full. three people in that, in that seat. Yeah, they're always asking for volunteers. <clears throat> but yeah, no. Yeah, they had to, they had mm-hmm. to do it that way. Lovely. So, fuck Delta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> if any of our listeners work for Delta, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> if by some slim chance any of our listeners are in the executive management of Delta, eat a bag of dicks. Mm-hmm. I see where you're going. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, no, uh, no EBR. That's frustrating. Do they still have it? Have they sold it yet? No, they still have it, but the special runs out at the end of this month. Mm-hmm. There's special discounts, mm-hmm. and they stopped doing the financing deal. Because uh, Chad had posted on the, our Facebook, like, oh, no, you can't just go on the internet anywhere and find financing. And I was going to be like, fuck you, Chad. You, you just can't go to get- my credit union and trip and fall and get financing. Yeah, but you couldn't God. get a deal as good as... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, there's no deal. 
There's no yeah. deal to be had. Never mind. Yeah, so, yeah, I'm not supposed to ride one of these bikes. Yeah. I James guess. from the Pace can ride one. Well, sure. Steven from Cafe Racer Podcast can ride one. Have you considered one possibility here? Hobos can ride one. Is it possible you tell too many jokes? I'm not very funny. That's true. So, no. Ha. Ha ha. Ha. That blows. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's I'm I'm thinking now, maybe I should just get an FZ09. So speaking of cool naked bikes, guess what I got to ride this weekend? New in the Utah Rider Ed fleet. A CB300F. Really? A brand new one? Well, it's not new anymore. <laughs> as as is as is the common thing for any bike loaned to Utah Rider Ed because we have beginners riding on them. Okay, so uh, tell me about this bike. Okay, so it's uh, you know it's the the naked CB three hundred. Yeah, um, looks very cool. Looks it has it. It reminds me a lot of the Suzuki uh, GW. Okay, yeah, it's got that sort of like quasi B kingy look where like the turn signals are mounted on the tank mm-hmm. nubbins. I don't know what to call it. The mm-hmm. corners of the tank, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the standard like light setup. Uh, the thing that annoyed me most about it, I would have to say, is the fact that it has one of those fancy-pantsy, like, LCD displays on it. You don't like those? Well, I don't have anything particularly against them. On a trainer bike, it's a problem because it's shiny. Oh, distracting? <laughs> distracting. The student kept looking at it, and he was bad enough trouble just getting him to stop looking at his front tire. <laughs> <laughs> now there's a freaking, like, cool TV screen showing him stuff. I'm like, okay, that, that's really irritating, actually. I'm going <laughs> to... I'm going to pretty much cover that right up. <laughs> What'd you do? Put blue tape over it? I didn't do anything with it. No. I'm just thinking mm-hmm. that would be a, that would be a nice addition to it. We'll just cover it. So what did you think when you were writing it? Um, so let's see. Uh, engine was good. Um, peppy. It, reminded, it felt a lot like the CB250. Very predictable. Very smooth power going on. Mm-hmm. The fueling at the low end feels funky. Like the the right on and off throttle that almost idle is kind of. <clears throat> so I wasn't super psyched with that. Maybe um, cables? No, I don't think it's a cable thing. Um, I think, honestly, it's just, it has to do with the fueling down there. It's kind of a mm. little, well, it's probably really lean or something like that. And mm-hmm. it's, it, it did not impress me the way the rest of the rev range did. Okay. Um, the rest of the rev range, and maybe it's just, you know, you gotta rev it up. But where you'd normally be riding it is great. Super nice and smooth power. Comes on exactly like you'd expect. No Yankees, no anything like that. Any, anything to note different from like the, the Ninja 250? Hmm. Um, the smoothness is the big difference I noticed. Smoother than a ninja. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it, the, 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 the power does absolutely nothing you do not expect it to do, which I thought was really cool. So it's like a Honda. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> go figure, right? <laughs> Boring, so, but practical. So this is a bike then you should hate. Mm, no, mostly because I wouldn't buy one. Uh, <laughs> okay. Okay. Then I, I, I got to drill in on this then. Mm-hmm. This bike. You you ride it and you're like, okay, this is kind of cool. Well, keep in mind what it's for, too. Okay. If a bike had an engine that behaved like this and it was a you know a big high powered touring bike, yeah, I would be extremely cross. Okay. Okay, that's where I'm going. You know mm-hmm. what bike I'm going to ask about next? The Tiger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the Tiger is supposed to be a you know a sport bike engine, mm-hmm. and the Tiger feels like a large CB300, or I guess the CB300 feels like a small Tiger. Okay. You know. Just, okay, yeah, all right, no problem. Um, the, the brakes were okay. Um, I would say they're about normal for a good modern bike of that size. Mm-hmm. You know, about on par with the Stroms in terms of the feel and stopping power, which is not high praise in a high-end bike, but perfectly acceptable in a beginner bike. Yeah. Um, the thing I did not like about it in terms of beginner tude um, was how top-heavy it was. Really? Super-duper top-heavy. Okay. Yeah. It was... A, it was um, do you notice the students taking, uh, having an impact on the students with that? Not that I could tell. Okay. I mean, I only saw one student on it and rode it myself. Um, handling is phenomenal. I mean, it's a teeny little bike and just yeah, whip, whip, just whip all around, you know, make, makes everything feel easy. You can throw it around like your dick. Uh, yeah, yeah. Not Well, some of us. <laughs> it's, you know, you don't have to use two hands. Hello, ladies. Um, yeah, it, it just whips right around. I mean, it makes everything feel easy, which is pretty cool. I thought they totally did its job in that regard. Nice. And in the looks department, it just blows away most of the other 300s. It looks really badass, especially in bright red. Cool. Yeah. I approve heartily. Okay. 
I'd say if there was somebody looking for a naked sport bike, that would be a strong one to go to. Now, keep in mind, I have not read the G, I have not ridden the GW, mm-hmm. but this thing was cool. I, I could, I could see a lot of people having a lot of fun on that. So what else happened at Rider Ed this weekend? Oh, oh yeah. You posted a picture. Oh yes, the picture of the Viffer. Yeah. So, um. And people are asking if I bought a Viffer. No, no, that was, that was my, uh, my partner for uh-huh. the teaching. He, uh, he has the red Gen 6 Viffer. Yeah. And, uh, he's like, oh man, I gotta get some coffee. He goes over to his bike and we heard something go, shh, you know, that kind of that metal on, uh, plastic noise we all yeah. love. Yeah. And he goes, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I go over, I was like, what? He's looking down into his fairing. He goes, shit. <laughs> I go over and of course he's dropped his key and the, the way the fairing is built on the, on the, uh, the Gen 6 800 is it has upward, outward facing kind of fins built into the fairing where the radiators are to suck air in. Uh-huh. Well, it turns out that means they tilt in and things will slide in there. So in his case, it slid in, fell down in and landed on top of the radiator. Whoa. Yeah. So what, what'd you guys have to do? Uh, well, first I gave him my Strom keys and said, go get yourself some coffee because I'm going to this guy. <laughs> and then as soon as he was out of sight, I took a picture of it and put it up on Wheel Nerds, which yeah. he was really excited to learn later. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Hi, Jamie. How's it going? <laughs> How's things? How's the Miffer? Um, and then he just, he basically undid the lower bolts and shook the crap out of it and the key fell out the bottom. Yeah, yeah. He did. Why not just take the fairing off? Is it That's hard? what I mean, the lower fairing bolt. Oh, okay. And he yeah. still had to shake it? Well, he had to shake the fairing. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, because the whole, it's pretty easy to take the fairing off. Yeah, like, well, he just, he needed to make enough space where it could slide off of the radiator down into the lower part of the fairing and then enough of a hole to wiggle it out of the fairing. His was it in the, on the side or in the it front? It was on the side. If I remember my, on my Viffer, the, the side fairings just popped right off. No, and his, his is a different generation. He's a different generation. Yeah, he's sixth gen, the V-Tech one. Well, how different is it? Um, it looks massively different in terms of the fairings. So, okay. I mean, it was still only like one bolt and a little bit of wiggling and swearing, but okay. it was still pretty funny when it happened. You didn't have any, any little Were students around? No, no thank no, goodness. No little children around to stick in the bike? No, no. <laughs> I like Dale's suggestion best if you can roll it over and it'll fall out. <laughs> roll it over and fall out. Kick it over. Well, because you know Dale looked at that picture and knew instantly whose bike it was. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Someone with Todd who owns a red VFR. Yeah, I know who that is. Kick that bike. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, apparently the uh, the fairings like to eat keys. Tom, go figure. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, we've got a lot of classifiers to cover this week. Classifiers. It's, it's like it just the, the gates have opened. Well, you know, we asked. We're like, where are all the crazies? And they're like, here we are. <laughs> we found, we found, found some. Hey, so. guys. Let's jump right into it. First one. Let's party. Of 2007 Buell XB12 STT. $4,200? That's not bad. Yeah. That's, I mean, it doesn't look... Mm-hmm. Okay. Shifts clean. Selling my 2007 Buell, etc. Looks great and runs great. It has Harley parts, so parts are easy to come by. <laughs> Chuck! Parts are easy to come by, man. You're going to be fine. Don't worry. It's really easy to get parts for Buells. You just have to go to the Harley dealership and ask for a part, and they'll, and they'll just have it right there behind the desk, and they'll give it to you from behind the desk. It'll be great. It is a lot of torque and great pickup. Has XB12S plastics, new Pirelli Diablo tires, exhaust wrap. No rides without cash. No checks, money orders, or anything other than cash. No joyride. Don't call me and ask what lowest I will take for it. You make an offer, so don't try it. We'll negotiate, but not over phone before you have seen the bike. You make a offer, so don't try it. Uh, what? I don't know, man. What? Yep. What is he trying to say in that sentence? I cannot parse it all the way. I, okay. It, yep. Okay, so here's the thing about having a Buell and well, uh, the maybe, Harley parts. Well, it'll be easy to come by, right? You just go to the dealer. Hi, Harley dealer. I have an old Buell. Even Can I get some parts? Even if you have the parts catalog mm-hmm. and you show it to them. Mm-hmm. They will look at you funny. With like a number they can punch in and stuff? Yeah. Because a lot of times they'll punch in that number now and it won't show up. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> because mm-hmm. in the Buell catalog, it has one part number. It's same part. I mean, this could be part A, right? Mm-hmm. Whatever it is. Mm-hmm. In the in the Buell catalog, it, it will have one part number. Yeah. In the Harley catalog, it might be a slightly different part number. <laughs> hmm. And confusion ensues. 
Oh, yes, yes. So you need, you need, you need both the Buell parts catalog and you need the Buell to Harley parts catalog translator. If you've got, what you need is a a Harley dealer that used to deal in Buells and still kept the guy that worked on them. (laughs) <laughs> oh, I see. Okay. That right. that tends to be the most helpful. Well, or you parts just, are easy uh, to come by then, right? Yeah, yeah, generally for the most part, I never had problems ordering parts that mm-hmm. were stock parts off the bike. It mm-hmm. was just sort of tracking down mm-hmm. and speaking the right lingo to the parts guy because the parts guy isn't interested in talking to you. No, no, he wants you to go away. <laughs> He's like. Do you want a, a fake chrome air cleaner cover? <laughs> exactly. Would you like something with a skull and crossbones, sir? Yeah, he's not interested. He just, he's got nothing to Do say. Do you want a chrome bolt cover? Yep. Or perhaps a chrome toilet paper holder? With skulls. With skulls. And flashy LEDs. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, the bike seems fine. Mm-hmm. Or it's a scam from Nigeria. <laughs> uh, you know, the first part sounds legit. The second part sounds like a Nigerian scam. So I don't know what to make of it. Me neither. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're all pictures of the same bike, but, you know, who knows if, you know. It's... Well, he put his license plate up there. Someone could yeah, run so, it. Yeah, go run it. <laughs> run the VIN. <laughs> Odometer 26. That's the part that's a little suspicious. Uh, could be 26,000. I think that's what he's, yeah. I'd buy it. 23,060. Uh, okay. Where yeah. do you say 26? Odometer 26 over in the things on the Craigslist. Yeah, there's a certain weirdness about this. Yeah. Okay. Strange feeling. Yeah, no. Moving on. Let's, uh, let's, uh. <clears throat> Todd, do you like to travel? I love to travel. Do you like Chuck? to tour? Tour is, touring is probably is, the reason. Do you have enough storage money. space on your bike? I wonder sometimes. We can get you more. Thank God. Here's a 1973, you like old bikes, a 1973 Yamaha DT175 Touring Special Edition. Ooh, Special Edition. Yes, it runs. Runs great, needs air filter, and it's premix title in hand. What? Touring Special Edition, one of a kind. You must have it. Believe me, this bike is ready for Baja or the Trans-Atlantic Trail or put pontoons on the side and do deep river crossings or hit the oceans. Smiley face. God, look at the back of that bike. Wow. So he's taken a <laughs> DT-175 and he's put what looks like an actually in pretty good shape set of Vetter luggage on the back, yeah. which is substantially larger than the bike. I think the bike, if you break the bike down, it would fit into those bags. Yeah, you just take it apart and put it in the bags. You throw it on a plane, whatever. <laughs> yes, it runs, runs great, needs air filter, and it's premix. What? <laughs> these These things... <laughs> One of these things is not like the others. One. It needs an air filter, but runs great. Look at its odometer reading. Uh, 1729. That I can believe. Especially if it's running premix. Because <laughs> <laughs> that means you either have like a little graduated cylinder with you at all times. Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, you want to fill it up with gas? Yeah. Hang on. Drip, 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 drip. 174 milliliters. Perfect. In the calculator. I could see you enjoy doing that. No. No. With you know what's great about oil injectors? I could see you with beakers and mm-hmm. goggles. <laughs> well, and hey, if you want to bring beakers and goggles, <laughs> this bike can room. do it. You have plenty of room. They, these, it's like two bikes ran into each other. Yeah, I, 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 the, the part that really boggles the mind is the, the, the person who thought I should put this better luggage on this bike. That will be great. <laughs> I, He's probably very happy with it his prob- storage capability. I, I, uh, one would hope. <laughs> I mean, I've seen this kind of luggage on like a big GS or, you know, an old Goldwing. Yeah, it stuff. makes me think of a Goldwing. Well, that's what, you know, yeah. if the gold, keep in mind what Honda did with their Honda line air quotes accessories. Yeah. If they just basically ripped off better. Yeah. And said, Honda. And, Honda. uh, this guy said Yamaha. Yamaha. <laughs> My favorite part, I think, about this whole picture is as I'm looking at this DT-175 with these huge Vetter bags on it, I note that the rear suspension appears to be bottomed out. <laughs> that coil is 100% bound up in the back with that luggage on it. Oh, there's there's stuff in it. <laughs> uh, possibly another bike. Possibly another DT-175. Yeah, that, that's usually the upside of that is you could carry an entire DT. I mean, a DT-175 engine would fit in the top case. He's got spares. Without, without like, taking it apart. It would usually put the engine in the top case. He's got spares. <laughs> possibly two spares. Mm-hmm. 
Wow. All right. That, uh, for 700 bucks. Yeah. I, uh, mm. but, uh, we can, that's, that's $500 of luggage and 200 of bike for those keeping track. But wait, there's more. There's more. Someone in Utah has tried it too. Oh, have they? <laughs> this is a BMW F650 mint condition many extras. Which is, in fact, two, but they're really big. <laughs> <laughs> He's got this uh, a 650 uh, BMW. Factory lowered. <laughs> custom lowered. This is a person of stature. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the custom lowered seat. Jesse bags retail for $1,000. They actually retail for a little more than that. They are huge. And they are huge Jesse bags. This is a person who is like, I'm going to tour all over the world, like long way around and this. And then he realized he had a 650 single, which now has the ground clearance of a Honda Rebel, <laughs> someone, courtesy of his lowering. Someone did not look at these bags in real life before he bought them. Yeah, there was a lot of not thinking things through. <laughs> the Tech radiator guard, fork tube protectors, luggage rack, chain, and brake Sensor guard. Luggage rack. Why? Man, they saw this guy coming, huh? <laughs> oh, look where he lives. Salt Lake City, Alabama. Oh, yeah. <laughs> somebody somebody totally saw this guy coming. <laughs> They're like, yes, yes, come in, please. Yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Lock no, your you, door behind if you. If you lower it this much, it'll be great. You'll, you, won't, you won't bottom out ever. <laughs> you won't feel anything. You can't reach the ground on your Rebel. Oh, we can, we can fix your right eye out. <laughs> yeah, so you want to you want to carry some stuff? Oh, we got bags. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Bags, yeah, bags. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I never thought I would say this, but these these bags are possibly wider and more ridiculous than Claire's bags on the Tiger. Oh, and Claire's bags on the Tiger can like knock over trees on the side of the road if he's not careful. But these things, you almost don't need a kickstand. Uh, I think you're right, actually. Yeah. You could put, like, if you had, like, if you had, like, a log, you could just put it under one of those. Uh-huh. And you'd be set. Wow. Yeah. All right. That's impressive. But we can beat it. We can beat that. We can beat this. We can't possibly beat Not that. Not with bags. Not with bags? No, but we can beat it with this. Oh, my God. It's the reverse trike <laughs> Buell 1200cc power. <laughs> just under two grand. Two, oh, or best offer. Email me your number. I will call you as soon as I can. Titled as 1984. 1984 Honda <laughs> Shadow. Have clean for the title. <laughs> powered by 2004 Buell Lightning with EFI. I would love to know how that all what? tracks together. So it's a Buell engine this titled is, as a Honda Shadow. Do, do they never have required to look at the vehicle before I, they title I, it? I, I shudder to think the number of VINs involved on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, Patel cl- cabled clutch, cabled all-electric works, LED turn markers, motor runs great, trans needs work, Porsche 911 rack and pinion speedway steering column and wheel hemi joint and rods, billet alum cupping to rack, brakes work till rear master went bad, <laughs> testing last week. Fronts okay, both are titian. SS flex hoses, steel lines, front spindles and brakes from a 2000 Mazda Miata. <laughs> Three-quarter tubing control arms, nylon bar ends, Chevy truck, lower ball joint, Mopar uppers, coil over shocks, air adjust, all parts I have for Bike Co. as well because fucking who can tell anymore? <laughs> wow, too much. Also, uh, also the lift table I built the trike on. <laughs> that looks like the Harbor Freight one. That is the Harbor Freight yeah. lift table, yes. Oh my god. Yes. Yes. So thus far, so this is composed of a shadow, a Buell Lightning, a Miata, a the Porsche, Chevy truck. and a truck. He left a seat on the motorcycle. Someone's going to post a sit back there. <laughs> uh, I doubt it very seriously. I think it probably just didn't take it off because it's covering and up the battery. That's not the seat from a Buell. No, no, this, it's sure not. Yeah, this, no. this is the Honda Shadow body yeah yeah he used that for because it's the uh, yeah because he why he use that because he can weld to it <laughs> you can't weld to a buell frame honda had the tank had the frame all you need is a chain and a motor it's probably just a 525 chain uh, wow that that is a terrible terrible thing this is uh it, yeah it, it's it's an the combination of parts really is the the this guy must have a junkyard, like, around the corner from his house. It's titled? Titled as a shadow. And it's... I am trying to imagine the insurance legal. adjuster. Well, well, you know, the, the it's a shadow, apparently. I mean, it's got a license plate. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm totally trying to imagine the, the titling of this thing. <laughs> well, it's a shadow. <laughs> That's a Honda Shadow. Yeah. Right back there. What's the VIN say on the motor? Shut up. <laughs> what about what about on the steering column? Shut up. 
You know, it's Florida. Maybe they just don't ask that many questions. Is the Honda Shadow's VIN on the fork or the frame? Because it must know. be on the frame. Uh, wow. Or does he just, like, pull the fork out and tow that inside? <laughs> He's got it. <laughs> there it is. I'll just bring that in, too. Here you go. <laughs> does that does that come off? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Comes right no off. No worries. Yeah. Come on. Write me up. Yep. Here's a Honda Shadow. <laughs> I like the way the fact that his, I like the fact that his headlight is a work light also. Mm-hmm. I love that it's got mirrors. You know, he's got safety in mind. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, when you when you build a a, a Shadow day. Buell Miata Porsche truck, yeah, um, it's very important to get it right. He's got the the roll bar just in case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, Shadow 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 Buell Porsche Miata trucks are required to have roll bars. You know what I'm not seeing? Uh, the Porsche from which the parts came. No, no the truck from which the parts. The came. seat. Look at the seat. Uh-huh. I don't think it has a seatbelt. Uh, no, no. Its title is a shadow. It's a motorcycle. Okay. So that roll, uh, roll bar will be awfully handy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it'll, it'll save your life from... <laughs> if a tree was to fall on you from directly behind... <laughs> uh, in a roll, I'm sure you'll just stay planted mm-hmm. in that seat. Yeah. That roll bar is vitally, vitally important. That's how it is in all the 1980s action movies when they roll. You yeah. just stay planted right there. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? Uh, nothing, nothing. Nothing. I mean, he's got the best of all possible worlds. <sighs> the Shadow Buell Miata Porsche truck is the way of the future. 2000. Oh, God. Next. Can we, can we make that come out with like a dirty sounding acronym, do you think? <laughs> Surely we can beat that. We can beat that with a 1993 Kawasaki 600cc. That doesn't sound so... Oh, This bike ran strong. Note the clever use of past tense. My God. The guy that owned it went to prison for bad checks. Not not sure why he took it apart, so it has just been sitting here. There is no key and no title. Need some TLC or would be great for parts. Now, my first question is... Is what? this even your bike to sell, sir? It ran strong. <laughs> the owner's in jail. What's he going to do? Shoot you? Come on. Uh, ran strong. Ran strong. They don't specify when, interestingly. Well, there's no key. There's no title. It looks somewhat grown into the, the, the undergrowth. Yeah, and it's clearly been disassembled. Not sure why he disassembled it, but I bet it runs. Yeah. Because people disassemble bikes that run all the time. By the, it, wow, that's been sitting under a tarp, maybe? Or it was used to carry drugs around, and that's why he's in jail. <laughs> and that's why the fairings no, are all off. He's in jail for bad checks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Not sure why I took it apart, but I'm sure it runs. People take apart running bikes all the time. That's, um... All the time, Chuck. He's got a lot of pool noodles. All the time. Pool noodles. Well, you know. He's got all the pool noodles. He, I, yeah, what, there's, a, there's an entire wheelbarrow. What part would you want from this bike? What part would I want from this bike? I would want no part of this bike. <laughs> he says it'd be great for parts with, or some well, TLC. Yeah, what? what? <laughs> no, actually, yeah, you make a good point. What the hell part would you possibly want from this thing? Uh, uh, you could get the tank. No, it's probably rusty. How about... The rear cowling that appears to have shit all over it. There's stuff growing through it. Mm-hmm. This isn't, I mean, wow. Why would you take it apart? I just don't know. <laughs> Come on and get it. It's a wonderful, it ran. <laughs> At some point, I'm sure. It when had to it get run? here. One, one assumes since here it is. <laughs> and it does not appear to have a toe strap still attached. You know what's missing from the picture? What is missing from the picture? The body he found next to it. <laughs> no, the guy's in jail. It was, you know, I didn't say it was the owner's body. <laughs> no, it's his, it's his neighbor. That's what it is. It's his neighbor. His neighbor, his neighbor got sent to jail and he's like, Oh, I know. It's money now. I'm a, <laughs> I can uh, sell I'm some a, stuff. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to sell the bike. <laughs> is this even your house? Don't matter. Shut up. <laughs> you not here. You see anything you like? Possession of nine times. <laughs> <laughs> See something to like here, city slicker? Yeah, you make, make me an offer. How <laughs> much for them pool noodles? It ran. The pool noodle. <laughs> the wheelbarrow full of pool noodles is not for sale. <laughs> Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> Who would give up this many pool noodles? 
Funoodles are not that easy to come <laughs> But this bike. Uh, no, that's, that's, that's. I don't think I pay $500 for the Funoodles. <laughs> I might pay $500 not to have to talk to this person again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's quite the thing. You I just, I love, I love the explanation of the, I don't know why he took it apart. <laughs> I'm sure it ran. He's in jail. It ran. Why would he take it apart? No key, no title. Just come get it. Give me some money. I've been known to tear bikes who run just great, completely down. Are you authorized to sell this bike? Yeah. Hey. Sure. Whatever. Yeah. Want a pool noodle? <laughs> Comes with <a> free pool. <laughs> Oh, that's that's a uh, okay. Yeah, we can do better than that. I okay, guess. what we got here? Bike for sale. Mm-hmm. Ten thousand dollars. It's a two thousand six Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> Let me finish. It's funny, all right? Ten thousand dollars, two thousand six Suzuki Gixxer one thousand mm-hmm. in uh, Farmington, Utah. Mm-hmm. This bike is perfect. It only has one thousand miles and it has had its five hundred mile dealer service expensive mm. it's adult ridden all wheels have always been on the ground i use it as a cruiser commuter i'm selling it because it was purchased without the proper extent of a loving life apparently do whatever the fuck you want doesn't mean what i thought mm-hmm. oops oops yeah this one strikes me as a joke ad someone made because uh yeah because ten grand is an awful lot for two thousand six. I, I I find that intensely funny. <laughs> you know what that is? Two thousand six. You know what that is? What's that? That's a voice standing slightly behind him. You better get the money out of that thing. You spent ten thousand dollars on it. You you gotta get rid of that thing right now. You better get every dime out of it. Have you put ten thousand dollars in the hole on this bike? Baby's coming. Water's breaking. <laughs> Stories are on. Get going. Bring me back some bonbons. You know, there's no other possibilities. That that's the, you know, that's the, that's the manly explanation he heard somewhere. Oh, yeah. what this actually is is a single dude. You know, and, and he just can't him? pay for it. <laughs> scared him, or he can't pay for it. <laughs> or even worse, you know, maybe he's like a single dude. And there is a voice going like, you better get rid of that bike. You can't have that in my house. And he's like, shut up, mom. <laughs> Good, mom. <laughs> he was fine until she saw him one day with well, the helmet technically, technically speaking, he's not lying because he's selling it because it was purchased without proper consent of a loving wife. <laughs> Just not his. Yeah. You no, know, he was fine until, you know, mom saw him riding around with the helmet bungeed to the back. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, Billy. You have to get rid of it if you want to live in my basement. <laughs> no, mom. Mom. Oh, in my, I love this bike. It's my identity. It's <laughs> who I am now. I'm Billy. I will be the Billy I was meant to be. No one can take that away from me. <laughs> Call Steve. <laughs> Call him Billy. Call him Billy. Call Steve Billy uh, at this number. Okay, we got one more. One more. A free 49cc death machine moped with dead baby. <laughs> it's spring. $219. <laughs> Think you are badass. Your Harley is scared of this beast. This thing is obnoxiously offensive. Your mother would disown you for riding this scooter after slapping the shit out of you for buying it. <laughs> as far as I know, it was purchased at an estate sale. Original <laughs> owner dead. Moped is not a suspect. <laughs> Ownership transferred to power of attorney. I have no way to get that person's signature to get a title. Doesn't need a title. No one is hardcore enough to steal it. Doesn't need license plate. Runs fine without all that extra weight. <laughs> 1,666 miles. It runs great. Fires up first kick. Rides nice. It would be great transportation around your property until you are arrested. With a new battery, the luxury of electric start is at your fingertips. This must be seen to appreciate. Baby death can be yours. $219 or make offer for stolen moped. Still has many good parts, just not the ones that make it run. Twisted trades considered. $219. That's very specific. Why would you ask for $219? Maybe it's a code. Uh, <laughs> um, I, if this is a stolen moped, they did not do a good job of painting it. No. 
They've basically painted 666 all over. Yeah. And tied it. And tied a little a baby doll to the rubber front. Rubber baby, rubber baby doll. And they X'd out the headlight. Because that helps. Mm-hmm. And, uh. Yeah, I, I, it, it, mm-hmm. There's so many things wrong with this. I barely know where to start. It's in <laughs> Sheboygan, Wisconsin. Good for riding around your property. Yeah, because it's not legal. Because God forbid someone discover you have it and arrest your ass. <laughs> Just saying. You stole that from a dead person. No. <laughs> no, they were quite alive when I stole it. <laughs> wow, that's just uh okay. I, 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 I two hundred nineteen mm, bucks. I don't understand. I, I'm trying to imagine the person who would show up to meet this person with two hundred dollars cash in their pocket, <laughs> like. How to get robbed, 101. <laughs> I want the scooter that says 666. Let me explain to you how you will get robbed. <laughs> really? Thanks. That's, that's swell. I won't rob you, I won't stab you, and I probably won't eat you. <laughs> Dead baby. Dead baby. <laughs> yes. Okay. So we got an email from Roe. Roe, yes. Rojan. Rojan? Rojan. Yeah. Rojan? Rojan. Oh, I was thinking Roe like, like, like salmon Roe? No, like, yeah, like, like, like fish eggs. Yeah. No, it's Rojan. Roe to us wanting to hear more about diesel bikes. Yeah, apparently he had a bug in his bonnet about diesel bikes. Uh, I think everybody gets this at some point because they see all the numbers you get with a diesel bike. You know, 80 gajillion miles per gallon with, you know, pretty appreciable power. The Vetter competition had one that did really well. Yep. Um, because, you know, nature of a diesel engine is the diesel engine needs to, like, turn over once a minute. <laughs> RPMs, one. <laughs> 1,000? No. <laughs> Thump. Uh, you know what I think of whenever I think of diesel? Mm-hmm. The story of the dude who was in a, a train accident mm-hmm. and kept himself from being burned alive mm-hmm. by submerging himself into a, a pool of diesel fuel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, was, uh, and he would, like, splash it on things to put fire out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That's what I think of when I think of diesel. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. It's but. It was in the Reader's Digest. It had to be true. <laughs> As Chuck drinks his very large soda. Yeah. So I, we did some research looking around a little bit. Yeah. There's there's a whole lot of not a lot to be found. No. It seems people come out with one-offs or prototypes mm-hmm. of, of diesel bikes. Um I guess the most successful one is the one the the military uses. Yeah, yeah, they use it for like mail delivery, or they don't even use that anymore. Yeah, it's a modified KLR with an engine from a place called Hayes, I think HDD. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the M one O three O M one. They made a successor to this bike, the M two, which they showed off at some show. Mm-hmm. Um, with a 670cc motor, and it could burn regular gas, diesel, five kinds of jet fuel, and biodiesel. Cheap liquor. But no one wanted it. Sure. (laughs) I I could see, you know, somewhere out there right now is a hardcore adventure guy going, oh my god, all this time. (laughs) I needed a diesel bike. Apparently I needed that bike. If you were hardcore about adventure, you'd have that bike. Then it doesn't matter what you put in it. I, I came across a, a prototype adventure diesel bike, mm-hmm. um, along with uh, a track diesel bike mm-hmm. and a cruiser diesel bike that were all like slated to go into production as soon as someone gave us enough money. <laughs> <laughs> and oh, by the way, it'll cost about $100,000. Yeah, there's a, there seems to be quite a lot of bikes that will go into production just as soon as someone gives me money to put them in production. Yeah, yeah. That's it's. I mean, there's there's... More interest in the diesel bike in Europe? Not so much here. Well, diesel in general is a little more prevalent there. Yeah. A lot more diesel cars produced, that kind of thing. Subaru had a diesel engine for years and years that was never available in the States. Well, um, so I've I've got some links I'll put up with the show notes. You can take a look. There's Mm -hmm. some sites devoted to diesel bikes. and I I think, honestly, the whole with diesel bikes is the, the two reasons you would want diesel. 
don't necessarily make a shitload of sense with bikes. Okay. You either want it for really good fuel mileage, which you can get a bike that has really good fuel mileage. It runs regular gas that you can get easily. Yeah, you just get a smaller bike. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or you want, like, massive torque, which, you know, is nice, except a, t- a two-cylinder engine can do that on regular fuel anyway. Yeah. There's not any real huge advantage you're going to get. No. And I suspect the extra complexity and weight of a diesel engine is a real problem there. Yeah. I wonder if there's any... I don't want an ignition system. Those are for wusses. I want a diesel engine. If there's any advantage, if you want to, like, go across Asia? See, I don't think so. I think diesel's probably going to be less easy to come by there. Mm. But I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the bike that runs anything I could see being useful. The military likes diesel because the military likes diesel for everything because everything runs on diesel. diesel, That's just the way it is. And it's easier for their logistics if everything runs. Everything runs on the same shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's why they wanted a bike that runs on jet fuel. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Well, apparently they didn't really want that. Not so much. Yeah, they didn't do a whole lot. It runs on jet fuel? Yeah. Well, I mean, the first bike ran on, did run on one kind of jet fuel. Mm. They ran on okay. diesel and JP5, I guess. Okay, so the, whatever you could find, kind of. Yeah. This newer, the newer bike runs on more varieties of jet fuel. Sure. But sure. still, you know. Yeah, I guess I, I still, the, the military application of a motorcycle, I have a hard time with. Hey, look, there's someone on a small vehicle that's really dangerous anyway. Should we shoot them? Nah, just throw a stick at them. <laughs> Simpler. Well, it's, I, I think it's a, a, sort of a shock of awe attack if they see a dude mm-hmm. doing a wheelie mm-hmm. or, you mm-hmm. know, maybe a stoppy. Oh, my God, we <laughs> give up. <laughs> we give up. Check out my mad skills, yo. And then somebody shoots his bike with the three gallons of gas in it, and it's like. <laughs> <laughs> blows up tanks, levels buildings. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. You've been watching Torque again, haven't you? Maybe. <laughs> Is there ever a bad time to watch Torque? Mm, right before you go on a motorcycle. <laughs> That's not true. <laughs> it, it teaches you to be cautious because you have like three gallons of gas in your tank. <laughs> That's not what it teaches me. <laughs> it teaches me I need to grab a fistful of throttle. <laughs> <laughs> And that my, my Ninja, you know, 600 street bike is going to be cool when I take it into the gully. Mm. What could go wrong? Nah, no, probably nothing. nothing. Taylor writes, mysteriously, just thought I'd say thanks for the bike. She's at 11.5 miles and has knobby tires now, too. Took her on a five-state trip in August the month after you sold her to me. I think this is the girl who bought the Versus. Oh, okay. It's hard to keep track of all the happy customers of Crazy Chuck's used bike emporium. Oh, yes. And porn theater. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Great. So, yeah. Glad to hear it. I'm glad. I don't know if she listens, but hi. (laughs) Glad the bike's fine. I hope you haven't dropped it again. (laughs) (laughs) We don't care that much. Moving on. Hey, Chuck and Todd. Hello from Austin, Texas. I was the one that sent the Craigslist ad for the Buell STT in New Braunfels, Texas. Whatever. Reading stuff like that is why I will never have children. <laughs> Anyhow, I'm a huge Buell fan. I think Eric Buell can kick Chuck Norris's ass any day. I have my eye on a Buell 1125CR once I finish school this summer. I would like to say that I enjoy the hell out of the show and have been listening to every episode starting from the beginning, season two currently. You all crack me up and all the haters can go suck a fat one. Yeah. I would love to hear from you guys about any experience, if any, with the 1125CR. My alternate bike purchase would be a Triumph Speed Triple if the 1125CR doesn't pan out. Thanks again for the show and laughs. Team Wheel Nerds, take care, y'all. I've never been on 1125CR. I, I do know that they look like a lobster in red. Uh-huh. Um, I do know... The, the speed triple would be fantastic. Yes, the speed triple will be wonderful. And you will be able to get parts for it. <laughs> you think the old mules are hard to get parts for? Try the 1125. <laughs> I dare you. Here, I have I have a handy mule poster we can go Do to you? for reference. See, mm-hmm. right here? Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, so see, down a little further, right. the, uh, there's a fireball laying yeah. down, Ulysses, Ulysses, yeah. and the 1125 CR. There's yes. the R. Oh, yep. There it is. Oh, okay. CR. It looks like a lobster. Yeah, it does kind of look like a lobster. It totally looks. It looks even more like a lobster from the front because those two weird, like, schnoz cowlings air? look like little claws. Are those air? They're claws. They're claws? Lobster claws. Okay. Yes. I mean, it looks like a, a Ulysses with lobster claws. Yes. yes. Okay. And a much, much, much nicer engine. Hmm. 
2009. Is this the Rotax engine? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it's going to ride uh, suspiciously like a Super Duke of the same era. Cool. I With lobster claws. <laughs> you know what? You should, you should skip that and, and go find an SX. Uh, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. I mean, you can probably get a bargain on a CR. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, just don't mind lobster claws and availability of zero parts. I mean, the one year it was made, there was lots of parts, I'm sure, produced. Yeah, 2009, 2010, that's, uh, that would be a little worrisome. Lobster claws. But, you know, hey, go for it. Lobsters. I think I'll be fine. Lobsters. And at the rate you're listening to these shows, you'll probably listen to this one. After you've bought and wrecked and bought another and sold that one. And we're dead. Uh, episode 127, the, mm-hmm. the show without Todd, mm-hmm. has garnered quite a bit of feedback. Hmm. Go on. <laughs> uh, mainly because John and I got off on this really weird tangent talking about Modus and Modus' mm-hmm. possible yeah. thingies. Who would buy them? Who would who would they fill? What was their real niche? Who were they really targeting? Who, would, who would front them? Yeah. So uh, that, that seems to have captured some people's imaginations. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quentin wrote us, nice show, different in many ways, but easy to listen to and entertaining. Suck it. <laughs> I have to say I've seen the Modus bike at the NYC IMS show and got to speak to the owners, engineers, and local dealers. Okay. I have to say it's interesting, but it just doesn't work on me like it does on you. I mean, to me, you're speaking about Modus is like normal people with Viagra. As an engineer, it speaks to my techie side. As an American, I love the red, white, and blue angle. And stuff on the, done on the East Coast in a small company. Environment is great, blah, blah, blah. But the bike wasn't in my wheelhouse. Having said all that, I never thought about the huge chess game going on in the motorcycle arena. You piqued my interest. And yes, I'm thinking that Polaris is probably the company doing the most stirring of the pot. But the EBR hero wedding is big. And I think they're all going after Harley, who is the elephant in the room. Some directly and some indirectly by sliding their America First owners. And maybe this is where Modus comes in. Hmm. I would miss Todd if he were gone forever. Well, you know, Quentin, absence does make the heart grow fonder. You're fired. <laughs> Damn it. Not again. Wait, there's more. <laughs> Chris wrote us. Awesome show. Suck it. <laughs> Was it the normal fare, but really enjoyed the conversation. I agree totally. Modus could sell a lot if it was ten grand cheaper. Enough to make up for less margin. Love the idea of an American made smart touring rig, but never gonna spend that on a bike. Fire Todd. What? <laughs> I people are talking. Mm-hmm. I'm just transcribing <clears throat> things. I'm the problem. Uh no, you're you're I no, you're not the problem. Mm-hmm. I I I think uh what people liked. Mm-hmm. Was just people us pulling stuff out of our asses mm. and, mm. and spitballing. Ah, I see. Okay, but yeah, you're the problem. Okay, just <laughs> we're on the same page here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> but I get you know just the idea of uh, the whole grand drama of what's going on with uh, bikes. The, the EDR hero thing, I think, is the one that no people who listen to our show and who are you know understand how big that is are going it's big i don't think anybody has acknowledged how big that is going to be i think that one when the other shoe falls on that one that's the thing it's going to fall hard it hasn't yet it hasn't yet and it's gonna there is going to be some you (laughs) there's going to be blood in the water you could see some hints of it uh at the the aim expo last year with the size of the hero Mm -hmm. yeah display that they're 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 uh uh, aiming to make a big splash. The punch. The punchline is coming soon. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think. I mean, you know, I, I look. At the the only people with scale even close to Hero's operation is Honda. You know, and yeah. to a lesser degree, the other Japanese makers. But I mean, they're the. Yeah. <laughs> the scale of their machine and of their logistics chain and of everything is that that one. The, when the punchline comes, it is going to blow a few some people's minds. I think. You know what makes that even more interesting to me now mm-hmm. is Harley's new bikes, the new streets. Mm-hmm. 
they're manufacturing them in India for an Indian market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the hoglet and the 750. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're like, they're trying to make their own inroads into Hero's backyard. Yeah, yeah. I saw the hoglet at a uh, at a Harley dealership in the L.A. airport of all places. Oh yeah, yeah. It's teeny. Yeah, it's a little bitty. Yeah. It's what uh, we have a friend that's going to be taking uh, Rider's Edge on one oh, uh, this weekend. Ooh. He'll come back and do a, re- a little report for us. Awesome, done. Yeah, very good. I'm but excited. There's a bunch of people who are already interested in in the 750 and 500. And it's mm-hmm. interesting to to see every time someone talks about this bike, they're always careful to make the distinction. Well, for the American market, they build them here because mm-hmm. <laughs> you know there's. There's huge manufacturing in India for it to go to India and mm-hmm. other markets. But mm-hmm. if you want an American one, it's still built here. Oh, it's still very American. America. America. Meanwhile, the Vulcan <laughs> S <laughs> is cheaper, nicer, more modifiable, yeah. looks cooler, and a shit ton faster. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I mean, I, my biggest worry would be Hero just kind of out-muscling EBR. Making EBR more boutique, boutique. Fringe. Yeah, fringe well, EB, boutique. how can you make EBR more boutique? Mm-hmm. Let's be honest. They're pretty much at the far bleeding edge of the boutique thing. Mm-hmm. From there, it's down to like sketchy Italian makers that sound cool because they were in old movies, but actually are shitty. Modus. <laughs> yeah, and Modus and Modus and EBR are kind of not far off from one. They're not far off, but the price point is pretty large between those two bikes. True. I mean, but by the time you get an EBR outfitted like a Modus, yeah, yeah, you know, if you turn that EBR into a sport tour, you're not going to be that far off the Modus anymore. Yeah, it's my thought. You think you'd put fifteen, ten to fifteen grand into it? Yeah, I suppose probably that might be that might be stressing the point. Probably wouldn't put ten to fifteen grand on it. And if you buy one now, it's like fourteen. So yeah, yeah, um, I yeah, I don't know, man. I I'm predicting Modus will end up in a similar state. By the way. You know, because the EBR, the list price is what, 20 grand, something like that? 18. Yeah. 18, yeah. Yeah, Modus is 28. 28 up. for their base model? Yeah, then which is still pretty ridiculous. 35 for the... Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they'll be able to maintain that price point. They're going to partner up with somebody. Um, Could be, yeah. I definitely agree with that. That engine is going to be... The, the reselling of that engine is going to be where they make their money. That's where it's going to... They've, they've got a product to push. They just They need to find someone like Hero. Mm-hmm. Or hero. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be funny, wouldn't it? <laughs> Polaris is doing it. Yeah. Why not? Why not hero? Mm-hmm. I mean, Polaris is pushing both Indian and Victory. Yeah, yeah, and it's actually doing. It's making a good play that it's pushing them differently. Which yeah, is smart. They're letting each company be its own company, be its own right? company kind yeah. of thing. Yeah. Despite the fact you know the guts are pretty similar. Yeah, but still, it's, they don't. They still feel like different companies. Yeah, and I just, I don't know who Hero's going to target, because I don't see them targeting Harley. It doesn't make any sense to me. They're, they're not showing cruisers. They weren't showing cruisers at AIM. It's not their thing. They're going to be, they're, the, the ones they're going to be targeting is going to be that lower half of the market that's kind of thin in the States. That The new bike they had was that 250 yeah. street street bike that looked pretty pretty yeah. geared toward the Ninja and the CB. and mm-hmm. It looked like it wanted that space. Yep. Yeah, they're they're going to be shooting for the commuter bike market, which is going to be hard in the states because it's just not much of a market. Yeah, but all they're really going to need to do is get enough of a enough of a footprint to have some actual like sales places. Yeah, they need a dealer network, and then and then and then they're going to turn around and they're going to offer up what to them is the super premium six fifty or something. Yeah, and it's going to be undercutting the crap out of anything else, and probably pretty good. Yeah, be interesting to see. It could be another thing, though, like the Royal Enfields. You know, when was the last time you heard something about them? There was that little push when you know the well, I walked the vintage by that, bikes were cool. I walked by a pack of hipsters today. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, you know, I I hear about Royal Enfields quite a bit. Really? Because I, I hang out with a lot of Indian dudes at work. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, well, that <laughs> they want Royal Enfields. Well, you know, that was that was the fancy bike back home. Yeah. You know, if you can get one of the Royal Enfields still made with the original castings. And <laughs> My neighbor was asking me about the uh, Utah Rider Ed uh, a couple of days ago. Yeah. Because he's planning to buy a Royal Enfield. Oh, okay. Well, it's shit. It's I, the, I, haven't heard, I haven't heard boo about them. 
they always have like a small presence at shows. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't think they were making that big of a, a splash, but maybe on, in metropolitan areas like the the West Coast, uh, kind of guess, more of a, a more of a fad thing, more of a, yeah. a, a, a what's the word fashion conscious kind of choice. Yeah, yeah, there is that factor. But I mean, I just that part of the market never seems to sustain itself. That that this was cool. Before, yeah. you know, like it, the name comes with cool, and then it fails. Like it didn't sustain Indian when the bikes were bad. I think now that Polaris is building them, they'll probably be fine because mm-hmm. um, they're actual good bikes. But like, um, it got all an Envy Augusta. Yeah, you know, it can. It keeps trying and failing. To come back. I mean, shit, Ducati for a while. Yeah, Ducati was tanking for a while because their cool name couldn't stem. They needed. They needed the machine of Piaggio, which you know. <laughs> speaking of. Guys like Hero that are like the quiet under the covers doing all the things, guys. Yeah. Uh, who just, but what, what car company just, someone bought Ducati, right? Uh, I'm not sure. Was it Ducati that got like bought that. or was it one of the other ones? Yeah. Piaggio has no particular qualms about buying and selling companies. So. Yeah. There's the, the MP3 is still at that dealer down in 90th. <laughs> <laughs> I see it all the time. I, you know, if they'd offer me a smoking deal, I'd be tempted. That's the thing. They, they don't really budge on that bike's price. No, no, it's weird. Yeah. And it's like, the last time I looked at it, the model was, I think, three or four years old. Yeah. But no. they, the one they have in stock. Mm-hmm. But the price is like... Yeah. Still yeah. top dollar. Yeah. Yeah, there's, there, that, that dealership makes me scratch my head quite a bit. The Triumph and BMW guys are really, like, cool and happy to work with you and kind of stuff. Yeah. A lot of the other brands there are sort of weird and standoffish. It feels like a different dealership that just happens to be conjoined at the hip. Yeah, yeah. In a lot of ways. I really wish he'd, he'd put an EBR presence in there. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the, the – somebody asked me once. They're like, well, should, he's thinking about a vintage branch. Should he, do, should he do Royal Enfield or Ural? I'm like, is that even a question? <laughs> really? Well, we already have a Euro guy, so I think. Yeah, good luck finding him. Yeah. The well-hidden Euro dealer. They move every now and then. <laughs> I think they still do Euro. Yeah, I don't know. I still got mine. Yeah. I think about when I need a sidecar again in a year or two, and I think, nah, I'm still just not sure I want to do the Euro thing again. Really? You think you'd, you'd rather hack the strong? Yeah, it's kind of where I'm leaning. Or buy something and hack it. Yeah. You know? Um, I just, I, I think of the URL and I'm like, oh, maybe a, maybe a fuel injected one. And then I start thinking about like the amount of money I'd have to put into that versus, you know, the mileage I can get out of that same money hacking. I'm like, yeah, I don't know. Not so sure. So you're not going to buy my URL? Probably not. Uh. <laughs> also, I think your daughter would come for me in the darkness for a sharp object. <laughs> yeah, that'd be cute. You can't have the URL. It'd be cute. So we haven't gone writing in it yet. Maybe this weekend. Mm-hmm. It's warming up. Yeah, it is. It, 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 the past week, up until the weekend, it was really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I still haven't registered that bike in Utah. Really? Jeez, dude. Well, here's the thing. Every time I go to look, I look at it and I'm thinking, okay, today's the day I'm going to register it. Mm-hmm. I see that its tag still says August 2015. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, eh. Oh, well, if the tag is still good, then whatever. Yeah, the tag's still good. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's still it? registered in Arizona or wherever the fuck. Yeah. So I'm like, eh, that was going for me, though. <laughs> uh, actually, that's not entirely true. They might pull you over to get a look at it. But not for that. They're not going to ask for my papers. <laughs> papers. Or if they do, they'll do it in, like, this really heavy Russian accent and laugh. Papers. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No one's going to throw me off the bike onto the sidewalk and point mm-hmm. the gun at me. 50-50. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, it is Utah. Yeah, yeah. What have you learned, Todd? I've learned that everyone loves me and I should stay on the show forever and ever and ever. And ever. They all want you to fire me. I know you won't, <laughs> Chuck. Because I know where the bodies are buried, Chuck. Well, it's true. I won't fire you. Mm. The only reason... <laughs> Here's the thing about you knowing where the bodies are buried. Mm -hmm. You'll know where to go to dig when it's your time. We could just meet there. Mm -hmm. I'll bring some beers. Mm -hmm. It'll be fun. (laughs) Things will be fine. I'm sure. When you see the plastic wrap on the floor, you'll know. (laughs) 
<laughs> the day is finally coming. <laughs> I'm free of Chuck. <laughs> and that's when my legion of adoring fans will jump out of the woodwork and throttle you within an inch of your life. It'll be great. Legion? Legion! <laughs> legion of adoring fans? Legion. Uh-huh. Get them, guys! And that's exactly what it's going to be. It's going to be you hitting your own fist and giggling. I was actually thinking that. I was thinking we added in the sound at that point. Giant hurt people. Yeah. You'll be like, you'll have this far away look in your eyes. Get him. Get him, guys. Get him. They're all around me. All my friends. I'm ready for my close-up, Mr. Brewer. And then the shovel to the head. That's all we got time for this week. Until next time, I'm Todd. And I'm Chuck. Ride safe, everyone. We'll see you next week. You can contact us at wheelnerds at gmail.com or leave us a message at area code 801-917-4136. Record an intro for our show of you and your bike, and maybe it'll be on a future show. Stickers and other merchandise is available at our website, www.wheelnerds.com. If you use iTunes or Stitcher, please leave a review for us. Hell, write our URL on bathroom walls if it helps. If you like this podcast, you can find more like it at wheelnerds.com. This has been a Wheelnerds production, all rights reserved. Readings from other sources are the property of their respective owners and are used with satirical intent.